don't sit around, like think, try, do things. Some of them will fall flat on the face and some of them will just work out, but you've got to try. Out of 10, eight are not going to work, right? But to get to the two that will work, you have to still try all 10. But don't say, I don't know how to do this. Just mm -hmm. add the word yet, you know, the power of the word yet. Oh, no. I haven't, I don't know how to do this yet, or I haven't done this yet. I'm not good at this yet. Did you know 16th of October is an international day of failure? Finally, somebody thought of celebrating this whole idea of failure, the most essential part of becoming a high performer, of claiming your own space and moving to the next level in life, no matter which area you choose. I didn't know about this day and I learned it from our guest on the show today who not only celebrates failures, but also uses all that knowledge to create some phenomenal policies. Hi there, welcome to Absolutely Right, India's first graphology-based leadership show. I'm your host Aditi Sarana. I'm a behavioral analyst, a high-performance coach and founder of India's only mental gym for high-performance called APT. The website is aptmentalgym.com. Our guest on the show today, Preeti Vyas, is a chief executive officer and president at Amar Chitra Katha. You heard me right, Amar Chitra Katha, the old, beautifully done comic book that we used to receive where our imagination was driven wild by some amazing stories from Mahabharat, from Ramayan and so many other Indian scriptures. With 26 year long career, Preeti is a master when it comes to dealing with parents, kids and understanding what kids require to read more in life at large. So I had to ask this question to Preeti about what can one do to make sure that their kids read a lot. If you have that question about you, then today's episode of the Absolutely Right Podcast is all for you. Hi, Preeti. Welcome to the Absolutely Right Podcast. Hi, Aditi. Thank you for having me. People tell me that writing has become extinct and I mm. feel so is reading. So mm. as a publisher, when you look at this work and you look at the way the new trends are coming along, what do you think about it? So um, I don't think reading is ever going to go out of fashion. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> and uh, it's also an urban myth that children are not reading these days because yeah. actually children are reading more than ever. We are having, uh, we are seeing huge growth in revenues, huge growth in sales. Okay. Uh, it's uh, on the one side, yes, there are more distractions. There is video games and there's YouTube and there's all that. On the other side also, there is a lot of focus on reading being put by schools. Okay. So, you no, know, from the educationists, from the teachers, from the principals, there is from the school side. So many schools in India have their own little lit fest happening. They're inviting authors. Uh, my son has a dear period every day, which is drop everything and read. You know, where for half an hour they do nothing but just pick up a book of your choice and just read it. So there's a lot of emphasis being put on reading by schools, and that's really helping uh, the book industry in general, the publishing industry. Secondly, Aditi, even as as parents, you know, there is a greater realization as well as disposable income i mean let's be honest when we were growing up it, it, we didn't have resources right, right. So, so there was no options to buy books uh, we had soviet uh, you know books that came in uh, right. and we had chanda mama and tinkle and ack and a little bit over here and it blightens right. but there wasn't that much choice and they didn't there wasn't that much money that parents had also right. today's so, parents are aware and they're ready to spend a little bit extra on uh, building the child's uh, reading habit, you know, so whether it is buying books, uh, joining a school, getting books from the school library. So both from the uh, concerted effort from the parents as well as from teachers and publishers, 
children's books actually is very resilient it's doing very well uh, for adults yes it's a challenge because uh, netflix and I mean, the entire ott is very very i mean it's very, time. it's very sexy it just draws you in and it's hard to stop because the next episode just starts before you know it right so with with adults yes there is a question there is a concern on attention spans on reading uh, on you need discipline to maintain a reading habit as an adult but for children i think we are in a good place i was reading something yesterday and the author said that some of the most brilliant minds on the planet mm-hmm. are fighting for your personal time today absolutely absolutely and that never happened before it's like yeah yeah we are experiencing it so we don't know where we are Correct. going but then we are only working for that extra minute for that extra yeah speed. yeah absolutely so, yeah of course yeah it's- and you know when you think about and i think about um, for example therapists right there is a, a therapist or there is an expert of you know a specific area like sleep coaching for babies okay a specific area he is in new york and he charges whatever 200 500 dollars an hour but he wrote a book which i can read or he made a video which i can watch on youtube for free so right. i have access to the highest so, level of intelligence this guy's 30 years of you know research and mehnat is now in that book is now on that youtube video and i can access that so you know that's what i keep i keep telling the team as well that the only currency that matters now is time of course right we each have like 50 hours we give to this company how do we utilize every minute of those 50 hours right Yeah. Uh, which ideas do we choose? Which ones do we let go of? Because it's really a crazy time to be alive, really, in the content oh. space, especially. Definitely, definitely. And I am right now writing a book. So the fact that you are saying that still there is hope and people will get back to it, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. really relieved. Yeah, yeah. And no, Aditi, look at look at your book as a starting point hmm. of a content creation journey. You already are a very successful uh, blogger, influencer. You are on Instagram. You are out there every day putting yourself out there. You already have a following. A book just gives you that little bit more credibility, that little more gravitas, and that book will open up a lot of other opportunities for sure, you. Sure, sure. Yeah. Definitely. So, so the book is just one part of you know the new doors that will open up. I I and that's one of the reasons and also probably in our generation writing a book was like an aspiration we all like yes. coach every person who right we consider like you've arrived you have to write a book you have absolutely to. absolutely yeah so before i go and start analyzing your handwriting by the way for our listeners i asked preeti to write a handwriting sample on a blank unruled sheet of paper and this is a paragraph that she has written and sent it to us along with her signatures but before i walk into it with your previous experience as an entrepreneur in your own company and currently you know the role that you're playing uh, for for our parents if you know many parents complain about this that they don't have time to read books to their kids and kids do not have the cultivated habit of reading is there anything they can do to invite or entice their kids into this phenomenal world of reading and and being friends with books so one very simple thing is start reading yourself right because kids learn by watching what we do they learn by our actions not by our words right so if you are going to be stuck on your phone the whole time and then saying go read a book go read a book it's not going to work right but if you create that that dedicated space and time uh i used to do it now i don't need to do it because my kid is a very voracious reader right. but when he was younger you know put the phones off put the devices off put on some nice music put on the ac because that's really nice mm-hmm. and it's reading time you read your book i read my book it's a quiet time we don't even have to interact Right. but it's a space that it's a common time that we share and then you start looking forward to that time or sometimes you'll come and lie on my lap put his head on my lap and he's reading his book you know right. and you create create that moment celebrate that moment 
you were a child and I was a child, which child listens, responds well to anybody lecturing you? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't work, right? It's, we've experienced it first hand, so why are we still resorting to that? Yeah. Few other things like allow a child to leave a book unfinished if they don't like it. How nice. And yeah. okay. it's okay to not okay. don't taunt them. Like, so, why didn't you finish the previous I, one? I always, when I do parent workshops, I ask them that how many times have you watched a movie or gone to a restaurant, ordered a dish and not finished it? You paid for it. You bought the ticket, but you left it halfway because it was so bad you couldn't finish it, right? And your time or your you know appetite or your taste buds were more important that, than that dish in that movie. So the same applies to your child reading a book, you know? How nice. How nice. I mean... Of course, there are certain things that you can say, okay, at least I tell my son, at least read 50 pages. Like, which the author has spent, you know, one year writing this book. <laughs> give him, give him or her 50 pages. Allow right. them to, allow them to ease you. Impress you in those yeah. 50 pages, at least. Beyond that, it doesn't work. It's fine, you know. Right. And the last thing, Aditi, is that Indian parents, we tend to be very result-oriented. You know, in everything we do, it is result kya hua. If you got engaged, where are you getting married? If you got married, where is the result of your, where is the kid, right? If you have one kid, where's the second? Right. So you won't believe it. I was in a parents workshop once and this topic, right? How do I get my kid to read right. more? And I was giving lots of ideas and tips. And then one mom stood up and she said, my kid is 12, 13, and he has read all the classics. He's reading all the time. He's reading in the loo. He reads in a restaurant. He carries a book everywhere. So I'm like, congratulations. You raised a reader. Now, what is the question, right? I mean, so she says, when will he write? When will he write his book? Whoa. And I was flabbergasted. It took me a few seconds to compose my God, myself. Yeah. And I said, the purpose of reading is to read, to read, to yeah. enrich yourself, to entertain yourself, to make yourself happy, right? Mm -hmm. And to learn a few things, maybe to get guidance on challenges you face in life. There is no other purpose. Please don't put this pressure on your child that he has to churn out some bestseller by the yeah. time he's 16 or something. Poor kid, right? Yeah. So I think the bottom line is don't create pressure around reading, right? Embrace it, enjoy it, you participate in it. And there is no way your child will not, you know, some kids will start earlier, some will start later. Find topics that they like. If he likes football, buy him a book on football. Don't ask him to read Pride and Prejudice, right? It's not right. going to work. True. So, yeah, these are just some of the things that... Uh, so, I remember the story I read uh, for, uh, in Dr. Deepak Chopra's book where he wanted to be a writer and his mm. father was a doctor. So, he, the father wanted him to become a doctor. Right. To, to resolve this conflict, father did not... A force anything he bought mm. fictions written mm. by physicians mm. so there was like a mid path and he just gifted these four books to Deepak right. Chopra as a child right. he read right. them like, oh I can do both and which he did which he yeah. did yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and such a beautiful thing you just said that, yeah. we, that we live in a world where you can do both of course you, not just both you can do multiple things at the same time so Absolutely. I mean let's allow kids to to discover for themselves right what they want to do with their lives I think this is wonderful. I'm going to attend one of your parenting workshops just to understand how parents think because that's <laughs> yeah. a struggle more than the kids, I believe. Right. So I have your writing sample in front of me. And the first thing that stood out, so when you start with your lowercase letter S or at times even uppercase letter S, there's this long tail that you begin the stroke with. And that extension, what we also call the starting stroke of a writing in S, talks about how you love taking other people's responsibilities on your head. 
Oh God! <laughs> what a good place to begin this discussion. <laughs> we are like the mother hen, making sure that everybody has done their job. Oh yeah, man. At the same time, making sure that they are okay. So if you feel somebody's overburdened, or if they're not able to figure something out, you sit with them. You help them sort this thing, and you cannot just walk out of that situation. Like people would say, but it's their job. They're supposed to do it. You're like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm aware. But what if they can't? And what if they're struggling? Let me just like you know figure this out for them. or help them so you are highly committed as a friend as a mother as a as a boss as an employee as as i think every role of your life wow okay that's on point is there any example that you can give us my life is the example of that <laughs> my entire life so when i you know whenever anybody asks me about leadership i always say that my role is i'm i'm the vigna hatta you know oh, i I, yeah. i i have trust in everybody's ability to do their job i have trust i know that they know how to do their job and they are the right people for that role right but they will encounter obstacles and my job is to clear those obstacles in their path right yeah. so right. I like Vigna Harta as a as a leadership quality. Like that's what if you accept that as a role, you won't get irritated and upset about all the right. problems that come on your table. Right. So it's a combination of one is a Vigna Harta and second is is the Brahma, like creating new opportunities, right? Bringing new opportunities in. Right. And that's it. That's it's just two things. I, I guess I make it sound very simple. I know it. There's so much more to it. What But it is saying? actually simple, right? Life is simple if you we just complicate it with our own. Yeah. So one of the things that I I see in the lower case letter Y, where we always break anybody's handwriting into three zones. One is upper, another is middle, and third is lower. Mm-hmm. Now lower zone, uh, if it is extended more than two times of the middle zone, like middle zone is your A O U, those all central letters. Right. The, the Y loops are extended like that. That shows multiple things, but one of them is. extreme curiosity like you are that cat who would be turning everything that anyone has not explored and people are like why can't you just settle down why can't yeah. you things are working why are you disturbing it but you're like no what if we can make it better and by the way it has never like it has not worked all the time so many times you tried turning that particular stone and it just had like that huge volcano underneath that and you lived with it and yeah. then you turn something else and you found the most beautiful poetic expression of life and you you lived with that but for you having that stone unturned or like learning from that journey is yeah. how you look at life absolutely if that's not happening you think your life is not growing uh, something absolutely. is going off and you keep exploring uh making other people feel uncomfortable keep walking out of your comfort zone every now and then and i think that's very you know you may call it like oh that's how life is it's simple it's not simple because many people don't do exactly this mm. people just try to find their comfort zone and settle in and right. every time you tried settling in a part of you is like no but what if there are these three stones that we haven't unturned yet yes yes very true absolutely a recent example uh, at the start of uh, the pandemic right 16th march i remember the date and we were driving home and the lockdown had been announced and at that time we all thought it would last 15 days or something right oh, yeah. who had any idea what lay in store and so we have our own apps in amachatakatha we have an ack app we have a tinkle app okay. and we have some 75000 odd users on those apps the apps are old they are about 4 5 years old and we had some 75000 odd users and you know i was just talking to my head of digital and saying hey we need to do something you know we can't just let it be like 
kids are going to be stuck at home let's do something and you know this whole thing of not saying that okay let's just let's just wait it out you know no let's right. try to find something kuch to hoga iske andar where we can uh, you know where the company can also benefit and we can actually be of service to to okay. children who are stuck at home and we came up with we said okay let's give free access to the app for 15 days nice let's and let's read as much as you want all the content and it shook people up because it was scary right what if kisi ne pure 15 din mein pura sab pad liya then nobody would ever buy a book you know that kind of thinking and right. there was a lot of resistance to it as well and we still went ahead with it in in the face of that and it was it became our most successful campaign ever how right so, what know, what your download number became eventually so in 15 days we acquired about half a million new users oh. right so from 75000 to 5 lakhs it was in about 15 20 days like a cricket match so um, i think that was just an example of when you like don't sit around like think try do things some of them will fall flat on the face and some of them will just work out but you've got to try out of 10 eight are not going to work right but to get to the two that will work you have to still try all 10 so give give us another example where you tried something and it did not work because this month we are celebrating failures and right. i believe we have to make mistakes because if you make several of them then the yeah. whole fear of making mistakes just disappears and right. then right. like start creating what you so you know in our company last year we actually celebrated the international day of failure which is 16th october Right? Is it? I yes, didn't know this. Yes, October is the International Day of Failure, oh and uh, we encourage people to make little videos. Like you know, we have a, a private Insta handle uh, which uh-huh. is be open to employees, where we share like people like and shamelessly share what went wrong and how you started off with all these grand plans and it didn't work, right? Right. And let's celebrate that because the real learning, the real growth comes in those moments, right? It doesn't and, come and so. Technically, everybody talks about it, right? Like they talk about right. how. how that that one moment of failure shook them and they recreated themselves right the so one failure you, was very helpful but we do a small about- a small example so we have a, a, a collaboration with big bazaar right so the uh, big bazaar i'm talking of pre pandemic has close to like any even the smallest store will have a lack of people walking in during an average week right, right? for a publisher to sell 1 lakh copies of put it a title is a dream Right. So it seemed like an obvious uh, bet that why don't we try and of course they've tried selling in big bazaar it didn't work so we came up with the idea of let's do an ACK utsav like an ACK fest inside a big bazaar we'll have storytellers there all day and you know we'll have a, a really nice offering a special table put aside and we'll engage the kids and you know we put down all the numbers we spent money and it was like a dismal failure it just didn't work we even got them to turn off the sound system so only the ACK story would play in the entire store i mean they really cooperated but it didn't work you know and then of course we went into why didn't it work and lot of lessons and then we could lock away those lessons ki ye wapas nahi karenge you know these are the right. things we will not repeat true. but if we had not tried it we would not have learned that lesson that's true and and the insights that every failure brings to you yeah. kind of actually allows you to be that expert that you claim to be eventually absolutely you know so when i was 26 i opened my own bookstore like you know we had what like physical yeah, store. physical bookstore children's bookstore right mm-hmm. So I had watched Meg Ryan's movie, you know, you know, all of this very romantic, very romantic. I had worked in crossword by that time. I had worked in Sony Music, so I had the content experience. I had a retail management degree under my belt, so I thought I knew it. Right. Me pas degree bhi hai, plus I know um, I have the experience also. And Sam Bolton started the first Walmart when he was 26, so I should be doing this now. I was very only, only logical choice. 
was 26 right? so, <laughs> and I had saved up whatever money I had saved up 3-4 lakhs at the time uh, and I went and rented the store in Bandra and I opened it called, it was called Kids Town right it was a children's learning store so with books and music and you know CDs and multimedia all to do with children's learning nice. and uh, the store was a huge success in terms of its impact so we had all the celebrities, all the Bollywood stars of Bandra and the Sachin Tendulkar of the world, all of these like big guys, you know, we used to do a lot of birthday party return gifts, like there'd be a birthday party where every single return, every single birthday gift came from Kids Town, oh, right? Yeah. And the kid called me up and said, thank you, Preeti Auntie for sending me so many gifts. I'm like, I didn't send them, but it was that sort. But guess what? It didn't make enough money, right? I was struggling, right? I was paying 36,000 rupees rent in those days. Can you imagine? Yeah. And, and it was in 2000, 2001. Oh, okay. That's a yeah. huge amount of money. Huge amount. And, you know, I, I was working seven days a week because that's what retail is like. I was working 12-hour days and I wasn't earning any money, right? Mm -hmm. I was paying everybody properly, but I was hardly earning any money for myself. And it just came to a stage and I'm like, this is not what I want from my life. And I and I, I had to close the store down. So it was a very, you know, in the list of losses in life. And I look at losing my dad, losing the store is on that list somewhere. That's how, mm -hmm. that's how much it hurt, you know, mm -hmm. because so much had gone into it. But I learned the lessons. I knew what I was good at. I knew what didn't work. I knew what was wrong with the model I had taken up. Right. Right. And I never repeated those mistakes again. So I think and when you look at in hindsight, all those dots connect. You know, every each of those failures teaches you something which enables you to be successful in the next thing. Eventually. And, and eventually. And also, uh, you know, I, I feel not everybody learns from the mistakes. Like you are very analytical. Like if I look at your... So when you write your letters at the, mm -hmm. at the top of your say M or even R, those letters are very pointed. Now okay. anybody with that pointed formation mm -hmm. is, has this gift of acute observations. Okay. So you walk into a situation, you walk into an office, in a meeting, in a gathering, and your observations are very acute. So you would gather all this information. And thankfully, you don't judge people much. So that is a relief. But you actually have all that data with you. When you right. talk to that person in the future, you always tap into that data. Yeah. And when people lie to you, you do not tell them that you know that they're lying. You just keep it at the, you know, like, yeah. make it sound very normal and, you know, like yeah. as if you're buying their story. But you know, because of the previous observations that you have made. Yeah you know that, you know, it is, does not match. There's like a, a discrepancy that they can't see, but you can see. Right. And right. all the credit goes to that amazing ability to observe mm -hmm. and to also listen very, very well. Sometimes it's an odd, odd comment, like at somebody's party, somebody made one off comment, but that comment just told me a lot about, you know, that situation or that personality or what was going on there, you know? Right. And I think when it comes to, absorbing the learnings and you're saying that you know how do you learn from it so i i i bullet journal right so my bullet okay. journal is a huge it's a conversation my bullet journal and me are a conversation i i'm a big fan of bullet journal but for our listeners just give us like little overview of what bullet journaling is and how you use it right so uh, it sounds very fancy in it's actually just a diary it's a blank diary with blank sheets of paper uh, bullet journaling has got insta has taken it to some really you need to be some really arty person to do fantastic calligraphy and art but it's not about that it's about organizing your life right? right so it's one place where you can put down your goals for your life for your year for your month for your week for your day and be able to track them 
So being able to track them is the most important thing. Uh, being able to clear out your mind is another big benefit of bullet journaling because you have uh, you have different spreads or different collections as they are called, uh, different topics essentially, in which mm. you put down your thoughts or your goals or your challenges and being able to go back and reflect on them is where the magic happens. Mm. Right, because so much of the time our brain is just a dump yard of so much, right? We are having 75 to 80,000 thoughts in an average day. What is happening with all those thoughts? How do I decipher the uh, the actual meaning of that? What is the, right. I mean, most of it is junk, right? There is some value in there. So bullet journaling helps me to capture that, right? I have a spread called a brain dump. But I'm randomly somewhere, you know, I get some idea, I just write it down. And so many times when your brain is trying to keep that information, it gets yeah. over-occupied. It gets over-occupied, over absolutely. absolutely. But if you have a space where you can just dump it in Correct. your brain yeah. section, yeah. Yeah. you don't have to remember it. I have a notes to self section. So if I'm very upset, something has gone wrong, something has hurt me deeply, then you know, I take the time to think and the notes to self is just a single line. That right. this is what happened, Preeti, and don't do this again. Or do this again, you know. Uh, I do a journaling as well. So I, I write a lot every morning. I spend half an hour journaling. Sometimes it's one page, sometimes it's 10 pages. Okay. And and in there, Aditya, I mean, I'm sure you would love to, to see that, that, you know, I'm sure you analyze that, that sometimes the first few pages are written, writing also is very messy. It's very cluttered. <laughs> and towards the end, it's becoming very clean. The line spacing is very good because I can see that my brain has processed it, you know, and I'm done with it. So I'm able to close it and move on with life. So, so powerful, like so many times and we used journaling as one of our most powerful tools during the pandemic. We right. did a social initiative called 21 Days Anti-Anxiety I saw Post. that, yes, yes, I saw and, that. And it was so beautiful for people to realize what yeah. they were thinking, which Correct. they were not aware of before yeah. they journaled. So, so these all tools that we can actually yeah. in, invite Correct. in our lives can can help us make it easier. Yeah, so for me, it's, it's, it's journaling, it's meditation. I am practicing Buddhist, so I chant. Chanting also is very transformational because I go in, I'm thinking, should I do A or should I do B? And I'm stuck between these two. Right. And then I sit and chant with full determination for 20 minutes. At the end of 20 minutes, some option C comes up, you know, right. which I had not thought about. I was stuck between A and B. And then this option C, which is a far superior solution to A and B, came up and gave me the direction that, yes, this is exactly what I should be doing. But Preeti, you're also saying that in your leadership decisions, yeah. you can use meditation, chanting, and journey. Absolutely, absolutely. How do you do that? Give us an example. This is phenomenal for people to even consider using tools like these while making right. their very practical business decisions. Yeah, so I think uh, the, the crux of the philosophy is in Buddhism where... We are, the Buddhism I practice, we are not reaching out to any external force to come and rescue us or save us, right? We are saying that all the intelligence that you need, all the wisdom, all the courage that you need is already inside you, right? right? We've just, we've just forgotten how to tap into it, right. right? So all these practices, whether all these spiritual practices, which is whether it's meditation or chanting or journaling, all of that is just giving you that space to access your own wisdom, Right. right. You are in that role or in that position for a reason. You have done X years of whatever experience you have, whatever education you have, whatever you've done has led you to this point, right. which means there is something in, inside you. You have all those tools. It's just about reaching out to that. Perfect. So a lot of times, of course, business decisions uh, are often very number driven, right? Because the numbers... I love numbers because they're so honest. Right? There's, <laughs> I never there's, heard this word before. Numbers yeah. are honest. Yeah, there's no fluff around it. There's no, if you look at it this way, I mean, if it's a loss, it's a loss. If it's a profit, it's a profit. You know, it's very clear. 
there's there's no there's no subjectivity to it so a lot of time decisions are simple because you base it on on the analytical on the numbers in front of you and that tells you the story if you're looking at it right but then often numbers don't tell the whole story and that's where all this wisdom comes in right whether it's your own wisdom or whether sometimes it's processing uh conversations you have with various people sometimes a situation three people in the company will tell you three different things about the same situation right, right. so you absorb all that but then you sit down with yourself and you process it and then you tally that with the numbers you tally that with the other data in front of you look at the market trends and then you synthesize it all together right so many times i also feel that tools like meditation or chanting allow you to take a step back exactly and having exactly. your only limited by your own understanding right to say what you knew you should have said or yeah, you've yeah. done and you take a step back you get like little overview and Absolutely. as if you're in this air hot air balloon you're seeing yeah. the entire city and right. not being focused by that one traffic signal that yeah, you're yeah. all the time absolutely absolutely yeah. for many many years when i was younger i struggled with this head and heart right head would say something and heart would say something right. else and then over a period of time i've learned that when head and heart don't agree on something just stay just stay just wait right do just the stay put just stay put do the inner work that means if you if it's head and heart and not synthesizing it means you haven't done the work as yet right. so do more work do more inner work do more outer work the two will harmonize they will come together and lead you to the right direction my favorite line on confusion is confusion is a space is so powerful because you can question everything absolutely and that is that is what yeah. people miss they say oh i have to decide no no you have to if you're not clear you have to question everything and see Correct. if large part of what you have considered yeah. is even valid here right sometimes employees come in determined to leave the company i have got this great offer and i'm this is my resignation right and to be able to sit down and spend an hour or two with that person and make them to say that rush kya hai wait let's talk about it let's think about it you know and give them lot of questions to i'm like i'm not accepting this right now i want you to think about all these things and come back to me after a week right and uh, i mean often it's happened that people have changed their mind about leaving right i can right. imagine and because you know in that moment we we start rushing and yeah. we want to conclude and that's not conclude what, yeah we always in a rush reported to yeah we were reported exactly. for the next offer that you were to buy on amazon before the the sale yeah. closes deal of the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> the clock is ticking on it right exactly most people suffer because they overthink Uh, especially when it comes to failure that may lead to some sort of embarrassment people don't want to jump on that embarrassment they want to avoid it as much as they can but at the same time overthinking is being rewarded for somebody who is constantly busy if you are stimulated and if you are rewarded for that stimulation for that excitement for making that purchase right now from moving from one area to other because you have to catch the flight now all these stimulations that you experience on a daily basis are translated in this overthinking mind a mind that cannot stop thinking about the issue the failure the problem now what can you do first of all identify the stroke in your writing instead of concluding something in general look for the stroke this r has a knot in its tummy it's almost like the bird that we used to draw when we were very very young two little wings to that r and the central part is with a knot but you may ask that aditi what if i do not have a knot in the belly of the letter r does that mean i do not overthink Now let me tell you you might be thinking and you might wonder if it is overthinking or not but graphologically speaking overthinking is found in this letter r i have met people who do not agree with this assessment and they consider 
that this R with a knot in its tummy is a sign of creativity. I won't comment about it. I would stick to overthinking. Can you do anything to stop yourself from overthinking? Many things actually. First, overthinking is a habit. People do it unconsciously. So we have to start journaling to make sure that overthinking is not your problem. When you write your thoughts, some sort of clarity starts coming your way. And make sure that you practice the beautiful, powerful S-stroke, the Kama Sutra S-stroke practice. I have heard from hundreds of people during the pandemic who spoke about how that simple practice of doing the S, Kama Sutra S-stroke every day allowed them to be calm and thrive and that overthinking mind did not disturb them over and over again. So on that note, I'm going to stop overthinking about overthinking and get it started. So Preeti, over to you. What questions do you have for me? Right. So I have a bunch of questions. Um, one is that, you know, as you mentioned, I do have a, a, a great analytical uh, you know, part of uh, my personality. I've done a lot of, I'm in a, I'm in a business role now because it's, it's very analytical and business number driven, financial driven. At the same time, I'm a very creative person. So, you know, I, I've written a lot of books. I love being on the creative side, dreaming up characters, dreaming up stories. So which of these two do you see as, as more prominent? And what do you think is my natural fit? What am I best suited for? I mean, I've been reasonably successful in both, in, in varying degrees. But I keep questioning this all the time. If I have to answer this question in one word, then your special talent is being a Vignaharta. Okay. Because every time you have taken even the creative role or creative project, you looked at what can you do that is not done before and thereby create new challenges there Mm. and thereby new problems and then dealing with the new problems. When you looked at a business role, you did exactly the same thing. Mm. So if any role that you pick, any project that you pick does not allow you to grow and if it implies that you're going to simply apply what you already know or follow the system, this is where the creative part takes over, Mm. uh, you cannot sustain that after... That's true three days or yeah. three weeks. Yeah. But after that, suddenly you get into, so people get into confusion. They get into little discomfort. Mm-hmm. You suddenly at that point get into existential crisis. True. Like, yes. What is the meaning yeah. of life? Like, I'm repeat the same thing for yeah. three more days. Like I told you about my store, right? Right. So the, the I realized that the dream was to open the store. <laughs> so that six months of intense work to open was amazing. Right. And it was going well. And after that, this is like very boring, right? Because it's the same thing day in and day out. And plus I'm struggling to earn money out of it, right? Right, right. So this is where the analytical and creative mind comes together. But Preeti, every year, if you have to evaluate, even in your bullet journaling or even hmm. overall in life, then ask yourself, have I, cre- have I set out for new challenges? And how did I do on them? Yeah. Yeah, so not challenges need not be external challenges. They could be internal challenges. Right. But that process of figuring out something new in yourself and, you know, seeing yourself riding the tide. So Mm. you love tides because they're challenging and they're uncertain. But what you love the most is riding the tide. So Mm. every time you feel that you are not able to ride the tide, you get uneasy about things. Yeah. So you have to find a way to ride that tide and then ask for another and ask for other. Having said that, it is a little bit of a tricky situation because people who are driven by challenges of what's next also struggle to be process oriented. Okay. So I would say at least 
two things in a day you should do they shouldn't lead to any result any challenge nothing no mm. resolve they mm. should be done because you will be cultivating the non brain simple activity part of it right that is the other side because we you know when you get rewarded for solving problems you start identifying mm. with solving problems or being a problem mm. solver right it's not always a great idea for your overall long term holistic right. growth right right and that's the other question right that on the one hand i am an extrovert uh i love i'm very happy to be on stage in front of 500 people yeah i can go and speak impromptu no problem i'm in a party i'm very comfortable making new acquaintances no issues right i also equally love being alone being alone and i necessarily need it you know to i, I can't do that whole weekend of every day going out and right sometimes i wonder what is the natural fit again you know because i find myself getting more and more pleasure out of being Alone. on the inner journey right and i feel myself like i i feel that this is am i going to deep into for example spirituality or yeah so what does the handwriting tell you about it so uh, before i talk about handwriting i'm going to take a moment and talk about carl jung's idea of introvert and extrovert is where he hmm. coined the terms right and he had a simple idea he said introverts get recharged by spending time by themselves yeah and extroverts get recharged by talking to other people interacting with others mm. now if i have to only look at your graphological strokes then you mm. are an extrovert okay okay you love connecting with people you observe them but a large part of it is processing mm. so are you are you the person who always need people no if you are recharged by one interaction mm. that's enough if you are recharged once a week going out there then that's enough you don't have to charge yourself that's what repeated most people yeah. think that extroverts would love to meet right. people all the time no yeah. no yeah. it only as per your battery requirement and okay. after that you need to use your batteries and wherever you want to use so hmm. even hmm. if you are are you an introvert no you're not you're an hmm. extrovert you hmm. love that whole, whole learning through people right. from people and with people is your right. game but that doesn't mean that you have to do it every weekend got it During the pandemic the companies who could experiment and innovate in the moment not only survived the pandemic but also found ways of growing during that toughest time now that ability to innovate does not happen overnight it is a culture of the organization is a mindset of the people where they are willing to fall and fail and not only that experiment and grow now experiment is not only jumping into this bottomless pit where no answers are coming to you actually it is your ability to experiment so as a coach when you see somebody trying something new even if they fail take a moment and have a conversation with that person connect with them and understand what got their thinking to go in this direction for them to explore and understand how can they solve the problem in the most innovative manner now that creativity might be uncomfortable because people may waste time they won't show the results immediately but we all require a member or two who is constantly thinking about solutions even when they are under pressure If you're coaching somebody who is against experimenting, who wants to get the formula right all the time, sit down and have this conversation with them. If you know somebody who is willing to jump off at any moment, but sometimes becomes impractical to not even understand that they need to keep certain factors in mind before they jump off. Now both these extremes can be difficult, but also managing the balance and only doing what works. 
is boring so think about ways in which you can innovate more you can have the conversation about innovation more and also experiment things that you find innovative do not be bothered about what people would think how they would look at the problem if you think you need to implement something execute something then take a deep breath and just do it i mean it just do it let's resume our conversation with preeti because she talks about failure in a very colorful way so that was your coach the coach let's resume the conversation with preeti there are a few interesting things that she is yet to tell us and um, one i think you already answered this question of how can i change my leadership style to be of more value to my team and organizations i think you've given me some wonderful uh, points last question on uh, do all these things uh, apply as much to my parenting style because i have a wonderful relationship with my son tachur so i was i was looking at your signature and that uh reveals what kind of relationship you have with people in family hmm. so you have to look at your relationship with your son it is not a mother and son relationship it's hmm. friendship hmm. and not today it has been pretty much forever always yeah you always have nurtured that relationship as if he is of your equal which hmm. very rarely people can sustain with they love the idea they begin there but they do not sustain especially when your kids are very logical and right. they teach you a lesson they say something that you are hiding but you do not dismiss your son yeah but when i have learned a lot from him even though he is just 13 because he has the gift of of clarity right like i was saying failures endings i have a lot of endings in my life and those endings so there's been successes also of course and there've been endings and the endings have been where the real learning has happened or where the life where my life has really taken a a big turn right so one such big ending was getting divorced right so i was married for over 21 years and the relationship was 21 plus 6 or so 27 year old relationship coming to an end which is almost your <clears throat> most of my adult life right so from the time i was 18 till i was 42 i spent my entire time with this one human being and we grew up together so there was no other i didn't know any other life that was the life i knew and and um, you know when he uh, when he moved out and then uh, my son and me began doing things by ourselves and sometimes we would bump into people and they would say uh, you know they would ask me like where's your dad and i would just say oh he's traveling you know mm. the longest time i would say he's traveling because i didn't want to enter into that long conversation right and then one day we were at um, i think we were at the pediatrician's place or the homeopaths clinic okay and my son just said uh, so when he asked before i could answer he said uh, don't you know my mom and dad are now separated and uh, right. that doesn't look nice anymore and we stepped out and i got very mad at him i said this is not your place to say it's for me to decide who i want to tell how i want to tell and i like tore down on him right he just looked at me and he held my hand and he said mama just say it it will make it easier for you you know oh. and it was that moment where you know i was like wow <laughs> you know he's so right what am i so scared about what am i right. afraid about you know or there was a time when i found out that no his dad and the family were going to a place which was always on our list of places to go to right, right. and i was very heartbroken about it saying oh i was supposed to go to that place and it's and i was very upset that day and then my son sat down and said uh, so this place this jaisalmer place uh, is it like a private place like other people can go <laughs> i said no i said no anyone can go right so he said so you and i can go there if we want to we can book tickets and go there right i said we can <laughs> so he said so what's the big deal why can't we just go if you really want to see that place yeah you know we'll take some friends and you book the tickets and we we'll go 
and in that moment that entire days you know <laughs> entire angst about that day it just dissipated so he's an Thank old you. soul he's a he's so sorted he's so sweet and you know he helps me get through a lot so yes it is a relationship but now he's becoming a he's become a teenager and uh, so far so good touch wood but you know, <laughs> i look around me and i hear all these horror stories from but parents saying you know right out. you know right like you are more enthusiastic and dangerous in that way than your son <laughs> so probably he has to watch out for you aditi lots of times on sunday i will open up the paper and say dekho ye ho raha hai let's go watch this show let's do then i'm like what do you want to do and he'll say let's just stay at home today <laughs> see let's, let's not do anything let's just spend the whole day at home and that's that's amazing you know that's truly amazing so pretty as as a person who has been an entrepreneur who runs this you know beautiful company a mother when you look at all of these successes and failures as a leader do you think you are approaching your leadership differently are you doing something that without your failures you would have never considered doing um absolutely uh, i think there's a very beautiful uh, buddhist proverb a quote that i have really internalized and it goes like this it says suffer what there is to suffer and enjoy what there is to enjoy you know and treat treat both suffering and enjoyment as facets of life right right and that is so powerful right so um when i was in my 20s i had this crazy drive to achieve things and only if i was successful did it all make sense otherwise it didn't matter you know but after everything i've been through in life personal professional the ups and downs there is a a space of of enjoying the journey as much as the destination of being able to stay with it right the things going wrong you know pandemic happening you know cash crisis in the company all of that being able to just go whole steady through it all and have a sense of i mean i have a long way to go of course but equanimity in saying that and and that hope right mm-hmm. there's another very beautiful line which says that even a cave which has been dark for millions of years mm-hmm. can be lit in an instant by one little right? lamp there one one matchstick it could oh, be dark yeah. for millions of years so that kind of that kind of hope that things can change in an instant right, right? so don't get too attached uh, you know do your job and then step back do your job and step back new leaves that we are uh, new leaf categories now the people are coming back to office and you know right. the work from home thing is getting into a hybrid model just yesterday we announced so you have your standard 30 days of leave beyond right. that we've introduced uh, marriage slash divorce leave right divorce so you, leave so you so get seven going through a divorce you can apply because officially boss, because boss have been through it right <laughs> it's 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 as stressful uh, takes as much effort energy uh, paperwork and emotionally maybe far really? more difficult than getting married right so oh. so we have a, a divorce you know marriage and divorce leave we have of course maternity leave we have paternity leave as well right. both of which are applicable in the case of uh, you know biological children or adopted children oh, um, we have and you can take the paternity leave for up to the 6 months uh, of the child's arrival so you can pace it out the way you want it Okay. uh we have a bereavement leave that we are putting in uh, to place if you've lost an immediate member of your family mm-hmm. uh a loss of pregnancy leave because for a mother that is uh, somebody who has and i've had friends who've gone through miscarriages or it's, it's horrible right it's a it's a most difficult thing a miscarriage a stillbirth losing a baby so it's uh those are the times when people need the extra support and i think people work for all these things and not just the money money is one part of it right 
that's so okay. empathetic and that's so inclusive like that's truly you know i i keep keep talking about this but i feel people who are driven by wisdom when they become leaders you actually create environments where everybody can grow and my team is so amazing because they push it further so when i it said that this is applicable to both uh both like moms and dads male and female employees so one of the my editor said but why should we say even male and female you know we should just say because let's keep it really inclusive if somebody doesn't know who identify as male or female and they're right. transgender or whatever <laughs> let it be open i'm like absolutely you know yeah. so it's an amazing i mean whatever success we have as a company i i'm not saying it to sound humble or whatever but it genuinely is an incredible amount incredible team of people oh nice you know and i tell the team that for a car to move even 1 inch can you imagine the number of machines and number Everything of processes it really has to work just to move so for us to achieve this results that we have is not by any means it cannot be any one person's effort it it is all of us firing at our best you know that, that think, what is effort. what is your vision for amar chitrakatha going forward so going forward the vision is in two parts right one is that Uh, our founder mr anand pai known as uncle pai created this profound body of work so how do we protect that work how do we take how do we make sure that that work is not lost because it's a national treasure it should not be lost True. second is how do we take it forward how do we create fresh content new content that today's generation of children will connect to i don't want us to be a nostalgia brand that people in their 30s and 40s connect with right True. it has to be today's 10 year old who wants to read Okay. and if we can if we're able to successfully do that and i'm saying read we are storytellers so whether we are creating animation or we're creating a movie or we're creating books we're creating podcast storytelling you know audio whatever it is let them let them consume because this is a connection to india this is your connection to your roots whether okay. it's amachit katha or to tinkle which is your here and now the indian reality of growing up right so i think that is a vision Uh, and if we are able to do that successfully we would be bigger than marvel dc anybody put in the world <laughs> and disney right because yeah. we don't have a problem with uh, market size in india at all <laughs> of course that's amazing so priti if i have to ask you what are the three things only priti can teach us what would they be so i think uh, one of them is uh, i'm not sure i'm the only one who can teach there are many people who would say this but, but something that I, you, you have internalized and you know have lived by or yeah so again coming from buddhism but where we are saying believing in the potential of every human being mm. right so whether it's a 21 year old intern who has just joined the company or somebody who is been in the company for 30 years and we have people legends like that they all have the same potential inside that 21 year old can also contribute in a very very amazing manner if you give them the right opportunity and platform your 7 so, year old already did that yes exactly <laughs> exactly but we have to have an open mindset we have to allow people to to experiment to put themselves out there without fear of failure without fear of being judged right that that growth mindset of saying and i keep on repeating this even to my son all the time that don't say i don't know how to do this just mm. add the word yet you know the power of the word yet oh no nice. i haven't i don't know how to do this yet or i haven't done this yet i'm not good at this yet right because neuroplasticity that's a third thing right that neuroplasticity and i read a lot on neuroplasticity tells you that you can learn your brain is the most super power in the world uh, and you can learn anything you want at any stage at any age in life so today if somebody wants to you want to learn the swahili language and you apply yourself you can learn it if i want to start learning how to do surfboarding in australia i can learn it we are right. capable of learning right it's so we are the ones who hold ourselves back 
right and we have these conclusive ideas of what we can do and what we cannot do correct and the, the third thing mind, yeah. yeah and the third thing is i mean if i were to look at a billboard for my life and what is the one mantra yes. right it would simply be aage badho right <laughs> you know i mean life happens so, so, so in life in, happens shit happens you know in uh, bombay bst bus kind of way pudhe sala is what you uh, pudhe sala absolutely you know so it's it's life man it's going to happen all of us are going to go through some really crazy things happening to us some very traumatic things are going to happen to each of us i look at my son and i can't protect him he's going to go through his own journey right the only lesson we can learn is to just keep moving ahead if if a job is not working you can leave that job you can find another job right, right. if if a marriage is not working you can leave the marriage right whatever is not working of course i'm not saying to leave at the drop of a hat try your best to make it work try your best to fix it fixing is always easier than breaking right mm-hmm. so try to fix it but if it's if you think it's taking more to fix it and it's costing you your mental peace right move on because always better things always believe that tomorrow is going to be better than today right and if you believe you go ahead with that keep moving on life is and, and what you're saying is even if it is not you yeah. will learn and you will get up and you will yes, always have yes. aage badho as your as your absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah so uh, you know optimism again yeah. the buddhist explanation of optimism is not that oh yeah it's all going to be great and it's all fun and right. roses no it's not my optimism comes from the fact that whatever happens i will be able to deal with it nice that is the optimism yeah. right the belief in yourself that theek hai jo bhi hoga i've managed to get through all this and survive right, <laughs> right. so i will survive whatever other storms also come uh, right. my way point taken thank you so much priti this conversation was was actually one it it got me thinking about multiple things it was very mm-hmm. inclusive and and the leadership that you present or represent now as a as a person who's wiser in many ways it's wonderful it just it just gives us a different perspective on including everybody who comes yeah. to our organization as a customer as as an employee and that's, that's phenomenal thank you thank you thank you so it was much. so much fun thank you for analyzing my handwriting and giving me such good guidance it's come at the right time because we're going through this entire uh, evaluation appraisal feedback process in the company. oh yeah exactly so, you you just mentioned perfect. yesterday it is happening now now you are now now <laughs> yes yes perfect timing so i'm going to actually share the Uh, feedback so you can see how close you are please do please do please that yeah. would be amazing so just for our listeners preeti received feedback from her entire team and are we going to match and find notes whether graphological feedback was on point with what other people thought about her yeah i i'm game yes absolutely thank you. thank you so much for having me in real real honor to be here thank you and thank you rashi for you no know, coordinating and setting all of it up If you think failure has gotten to you and you would like to go beyond it no matter how tough that problem was now that it is over you would like to claim your own space then for all of this all you got to do is go on the website aptmentalgym.com and learn about this month's topic which is based on how to digest failure i talk about power of failing and some tools and techniques that you can use on a daily basis to build that mental capacity to stomach your failure to learn from it and still show up and most importantly see the value in failing because if you only do the right things then some phenomenal magical things are not even available to you to deal with a topic like this we do free webinars we run weekly group coaching batches of apt mental gym and we also make sure that we give you lots and lots of tools that you can use on a daily basis to make sure that you can digest your failure better 
I'll see you next Wednesday with one more episode of the Absolutely Right podcast. Till then, happy writing.